Hello and welcome to the first and ten Dallas Cowboys podcast. But before we do anything, before we get started, I said something to Robert last week. I said if we get the Eagles win, he can open up the show. Go on, my friend. How about them Cowboys? <laughs> that, that is our token yank doing the perception that every other team's fans have about Cowboys fans. Yes, my son. How about them Cowboys? How about those Eagles, eh? Or oh, Wentz is better than Dak, is he? Oh, oh the Eagles are brilliant. Oh, you never made it. Oh, they got one Super Bowl wing. Suck it, boys. We came out and we came fighting. We shot those bastards out the sky and it was glorious. Guys, for the first time since we've done this podcast, we can talk about a win. Yes! Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> right, guys. Lots to talk about. Um I'm aware that any of our friends who are not Cowboys fans have probably just turned off now because they've realised that they get to hear us yelling happiness for half an hour and none of them want to hear that. Uh, so, let's get started, guys. Um, first off, I'm sure we're all going to have the same answer, but what did you guys think of the game? Um, let's start with Mr. How About Them Cowboys. Robert, what are you thinking? I thought it was amazing. Everything just came together. The O-line, the D-line, the running backs, the, the whole team. I mean, even Jason Garrett was part of it this week. And uh, <laughs> just everything was just on point. I mean, they they go and they get the ball on defense right away. Turnover, touchdown. Second second round, turnover, touchdown, Cowboys. 14 nothing in like 75 seconds. Yeah, I mean, really, you can't and, ask and for a, a couple start. It would have probably been twenty-one them in, and that, and, and you know, but that's that's I think that's the only negative. Yeah, it was just brilliant, wasn't it? It oh. was, it was, it was just, it was just like porn for Cowboys fans, wasn't it? It was just nice to see us coming out and smashing it. Oh, it was beautiful. I've not been so happy watching a game for quite a while. I mean, it was great at the beginning of the season, but this meant something. This, do you know what I mean? Oh, fantastic. What were you thinking of? Just general over-impressions of the game, Bill. Well, it just goes to show what can happen when you've got three, five Pro Bowl players back in the lineup from injury. <laughs> you, you left, you're arguably the best left and right tackle in the leagues um, right. back in the lineup. They did a stellar job. Um as always, uh, Amari Cooper was was absolute lights out, and uh, you know Byron Jones was was um, well, well. Byron Jones, you hardly heard his name. That's because they, they 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 just weren't throwing it anywhere near him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah thing, it it shows us from a healthy team. Oh, sorry, Robert, uh, but it shows us from a healthy team how how good it is, um, and how 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 when we're out there. We, we can just annihilate people. Uh, it was just beautiful. Sorry, mate. What were you saying, Robert? So one thing I want to point out. I remember last week when I said what we need to do this week is a sweep with Tavon Austin. What did we do? <laughs> a sweep with Tavon Austin for a touchdown. Yeah. Yeah, and he was, again, Austin is, is becoming a really reliable 
almost backup receiver, but we used him when we need him. And the last two games, uh, I don't think he's put a foot wrong. Not once, I don't think. Um, and having that now as a backup, I mean, Gallup's still looking a little bit like a rabbit in the in the headlights at points, but but you know that that's going to come. He's still a young wide receiver. Um, yeah, oh, just oh oh oh, fantastic! Right, we'll get a little bit technical then. Obviously, we've got the cow. Uh, sorry, the tackles, both the tackles back now. Um, having that offensive line was just just what a difference! What a difference! Um, just looked fantastic, um, and then defensively as well. Um, it was nice to see the potential. It was nice to see us actually play, uh, play defensively. So um, on, on the uh, Leicester throwing and catching them more on the the punching and, and stabbing side. What are people thinking? What what, what were you making of, of our boys to, uh, the other day? Sorry. Well, if you only have to look at what the uh, the Eagles managed to do. If you look at their all their drives in the first half. They ended fumble, fumble, touchdown, punt, punt, punt. Without them, those two fumbles at the start, and they could hardly keep off, they could hardly get Demarcus Lawrence off them from the edges. We were, the edges of that pocket were crumbling around uh, Wentz just every play. And oh, so, sorry to interrupt you there, Bill. Can you just read that line, what you just read then? Of the uh, the the end of the um, the Eagles drives, please. Can you just read that again? The, their entire drives were fumble, fumble, touchdown, punt, oh, yeah. punt, oh, punt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm nearly there. Carry on. Field goal. Well, that sounds like what interception. Turnover on downs. <laughs> oh, 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 can you just do it again? I'm nearly there, mate. I'm nearly there. I'm nearly there. <laughs> oh. oh. I will say, I will say to fully get you off, um, <laughs> that those two, those two fumbles were just beautifully caused by the Dallas defense. Um, it, it was, it was the, the pocket crumbling, them having no answer to the edge rushing, and um, and yet yeah, it changed the way the Eagles had to play. They were down because of those two fumbles. They were down two touchdowns within what eight minutes. Yeah. And they they could no longer play. They wanted to do. We they were basically just getting pounded by us, and we were telling oh. them how hard they were going to have it. Oh, oh! I'll tell you what. Watching Wentz fumble that ball. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh! Carlsberg don't do perfect moments, but if they did, that oh, was beautiful. That little ginger face. He looked like a shot hamster, didn't he? Oh, it was beautiful. <laughs> it was absolutely beautiful. Like, if you ever had a hamster in its wheel and then the wheel kind of stops and it flies out and, like, lands on its back and just looks up like, what the fuck, man? Like, that is what Wentz looked like. It was, oh, it was beautiful. And my Eagles, mate, as we said before, who's given me all this crap and all this abuse, I literally, all I messaged him after eight minutes into the game was, I'm not going to say anything until the end of it, because if I do, you'll beat us. And then we annihilated him, and he didn't respond to me for about 48 hours, and it was fucking beautiful. I I wish I could say that about the Eagles fan that I know. A guy that... that, He's he's a realistic Eagles fan, but he's still an Eagles fan. I couldn't stay up to watch that game. 
I decided to avoid all media until the very next day. And who phones me up at work? The Eagles fan. Oh, I bet you're enjoying that result, aren't you? Oh, you dick. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it, because you were put in our little podcast chat. You were like, I'm not reading any messages. Don't talk about anything. Like, cool, yeah. we got you. Yeah. <laughs> no, and then the Eagles fan has to go and ruin it like he ruins football for the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like, like they ruin their own city when they win. They beat them. themselves but, up when they win. Yeah. Has anyone seen EDP losing his crap? I don't know if anybody watches EDP. Uh, I think it's EDP 45 or something. He's basically a, a big, big, fat, angry Philly fan. And um, uh, he just posts on YouTube. Um, EDP stands for Eat That Pussy. So I'm sure you can imagine the quality of fan that we've got here. Um, but whenever the Eagles lose badly, especially to us, I always make sure I go onto YouTube and check out his videos. And I cannot implore Cowboys fans from around the world more so to do the same. He is an angry, fat Phillies fan who's he's definitely on the spectrum, 100%. Um, and he basically just loses the shit. And do you know what he's done in the last video? He's put on a helmet, he's put on his gloves, he's put on a thing, and he said he should go out and he should fight for the team. And I saw it, that. It, that was absolutely hilarious. And he said, he, he said it... Uh, much more vulgar than what you just said. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Someone say more vulgar than me. That's impressive, isn't it? <laughs> oh, no. Did you guys see the video of Willie McGee, I think his name was, with his Eagles hat? That, like He like pulled a string and it would like, fly. Yeah. He was, he was so... Crying. Yeah. He was, crying. He, he, was he, he just... The best team? It was just like a sad child just slowly pulling this this eagle's cap to make it work. Oh, it was that was. Real quick, yeah. I want to bring up bring up another thing we no one has brought up yet. How about Brett Maher with a sixty-three yard field goal? Oh, whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> we haven't gone on to the best players yet. Thanks for stealing my pick that I mentioned in the chat there, Robert. <laughs> well, that moves us firmly on to who do we think was our best players of the week? Best. Guess who I'm going to pick? Brett Maha. <laughs> because, do you, Robert, do you know what he did? He scored a 63-yard <laughs> field goal, and it was Beautiful. Oh, I think I saw. I think I saw. He was the only one in NFL history, or in the in the most recent like forty years, to ever do three sixty-plus field goals in a career. Yeah, and and to do two one game after the other. Yes, NFL history to do that. And people still want to get rid of him. Well, we had this conversation last week. He does miss short. Short goals. We know he does. Yeah, I think he's now, I think that puts him after the game, I think that puts him 7 and... 10, seven ten and out, 14. Out 12? 10 out 13, does it? 10 and 14, he is. 10 and 14, right. But, as I said, that's it. 10 and 14, he was 7 and 11 going into the game. That was it, right? But, he, you know, yeah, he's missed some short ones, and yeah, we've not been happy. But obviously, he's coming out balling, he's smashing it, and... Now he's getting these 
I mean, he could have, that uh, field goal went 66 yards. It would have been a field goal if he had been 66 yards away. Yeah, it would. Yeah. That's insane. So, for all the smoke we've given him, and he might miss the odd one, he has the potential to be the greatest kicker of all time. Whoa, Let's... whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Just said potential. Just said he has the potential. Technically, every player has the potential to be the greatest player of all time. It doesn't mean they're going to achieve it. No, no, because I'm not they, have to play in the, they have to play in the AFC East and they have to play against children. Do you reckon we can go a podcast without mentioning that, Norwell? No, no oh. I'm, I'm, I'm staying away from it. <laughs> right. Anyway, so I picked Brett Maher. Robert, who are you going for your player of the game, buddy? I'm gonna have to go with Demarcus Lawrence. It was so tough to pick. I mean, you could have picked anybody on the team almost, but I have to go with D Law. He backed it up. You have uh Peterson over there running his mouth about I guarantee a win in Philly. I guarantee we're gonna go down to Dallas. We're going to win that game. Doug Peterson is out of his mind. He even had the back. He even had to back up what he said. He's like, well, we're going to go down there and we're going to be ready to play or something of that nature. He already, you know, he backstepped. And then I thought it was just beautiful when D-Law was just on fire, hitting everybody and knocking everything out of his way in his path. And it's, it's really funny the fact that the last time we had some player talk trash to, about the defense and what they were going to do due to the Cowboys was against the Saints. And they and then when that all happened last year, he says, first you got to punch a motherfucker in the throat. <laughs> and then he, he just continually backs it up. And like I feel like yeah. we need to have a head coach from every team give a shout-out to D-Law before every game just to yeah. incite him. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. When Dino starts kicking off on the internet, he always turns up in the game. And you, you were right. That was that was Dino's performance of the season so far. It was he was an animal, absolute animal. So, Bill, what were you going to say there, mate? I'm going to say the whole thing with the, uh, the we're going to beat Dallas, assure him for it, and and it's just. It's not as if the Eagles haven't been there before. Vince Young once came out in 2011 and used the whole dream team thing. And and all of a sudden it was like, oh, the Eagles are going to the Super Bowl. The Eagles are the dream team. Oh, the Eagles lost a game, but yeah, they're still the dream team. Oh, the Eagles lost. Oh, the Eagles are shit. (laughs) And it it fell apart just like that. And you just think, just learn your lessons, Eagles. Don't don't talk smack when... When you've just had Kirk Cousins throwing over you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not oh, going into man. the Kirk Cousins thing. I think he's having a hard time of it at the moment, poor guy. Kirk Cousins. <laughs> what a just joke. On a massive side, aside, this is how bad that Minnesota fans think Kirk Cousins is. They blame Kirk Cousins for throwing the football just outside the touchdown area so that Thielen had to reach out to catch it, score a touchdown, and injure himself. It's all Kirk Cousins' fault. It's all... Yeah, I haven't even heard that. That is, that's hilarious. Well, me being in Minnesota, I'm surrounded by Vikings fans. And oh, yeah, uh, you... 
I've I've never been a fan of the Minnesota Vikings. I've never like disliked them. This kind of been like whatever. I could never get behind a team that's never won a damn thing in their whole football career. And I mean, they're the only team besides the Buffalo <laughs> Bills. Come on, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got to have a special kind of skill set to go to the Super Bowl four times and lose all four times. I mean, that just doesn't happen to any other team except for the Buffalo Bills. The Bills. And that was our fault. <laughs> yup. We delivered that crushing blow to them. I think it was the Jim Kelly era when that happened. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember it like it was yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to jump to my star player of the game. Oh, yeah. and, and I'm going to give out a shout-out to a guy that doesn't often get shout-outs. And uh, I'm going to give it to Jordan Lewis. Yep. He uh, he came in. Uh, he was in due to injury, and um, and and came into the starting lineup. Four tackles, one sack, beautiful sack, and he did exactly what I talked about when we filmed it two weeks ago. When we recorded two weeks ago, he came running in on a on a blitz. He was one on one with Wentz. And instead of pussy out, like everyone has been doing in the league and worrying about a yellow flag, he thought, nah, Billy's going to turn me apart on that UK Cowboys podcast. And he (laughs) nailed him. And he did that just for us, I'm sure of it. And that ended the drive. And it ended the drive. And if everyone in the league decided that, you know what, let's hit him. He still has the ball in his hands. They always still have the ball in their hands. Just hit him. (laughs) It must be a coaching thing, but Jordan Lewis, thank you. Thank you, Jordan Lewis, for listening to Reason. Thank you for, for nailing Carson Wentz when it was so obviously the right thing to do. And you played a, played a pretty good game too. Um, so yeah. he, he, he's my guy of the game. Uh, to come into that role, do it. I, I've always liked Jordan Lewis. And, uh, and yeah, I think, uh, I think I'm going to give it him. Yeah. Yeah, Billy, you always, you always do a great nice to see Wentz get smashed. Oh, sorry, Bobby, what was that, mate? You're always on point when it comes to your stats, like with fumble, fumble, kick out. Like, I mean, I like it. You have the, like, if I ever have any question with stats, I'm just going to ask you before we do the podcast. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd love to say I'm a statistician, but I, I've got a printer. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, right, no, well, it's true. I like, I like to, I like to keep an eye on stats. I, I will say one thing. I'm, go- I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna finish this yet. I'm gonna take the rose-tinted glasses off about this game. Okay. Yeah. Looking at the stats. Thanks, Rob. Good segue. Looking at the stats. All right. There's a couple of things that that worried me after after losing three so badly. You'd think, all right, we've had a played a good game. Everyone looked good. Amari Cooper. Five receptions, five catches, 106 yards. Stellar game, amazing. No one else got above 36 yards. Okay? Yep. So, so if, if you're an opposing coach and you see those stats, the next one up was, was Zeke with 36 yards, Gallup with 34 yards if you're an opposing coach all you have to do is take cooper out of the game and we're struggling for for uh yeah for yards now it could yeah. be it's one of them it could be that cooper was just always open why if he's always open throw it to cooper or it could be that you know 
if we take Cooper yeah. out of the game, then then we all start to struggle. I'm glad Randall Cobb managed to catch the ball as well this week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and if Gat, but if, again, it, like Gallup missed a couple of easy ones again. If he'd have caught those, he's he he's getting you know he's getting sixty plus yards. Um, but yeah, there's uh, but at the same time, I tell you, what, it was so nice to see. It was so nice to have a comfortable Cooper. Just be like, just chuck it to Cooper, chuck it to Cooper, chuck it to Cooper. Oh, safety won the win. Lovely. Um, oh, it was just lovely to see. Do you know what I loved? Oh. And this is actually what we should definitely mention. I've mentioned the last few weeks how we are a fourth quarter team and how nice it would be to get to the half and not feel like we need to be a fourth quarter team. And my God, when we got to the up, like, because I'd, I'd only had four hours sleep. I'd been up since 10 o'clock that morning. When it got the half time, I nearly went for a nap. That's how happy, <laughs> happy I was and safe I felt. I was like, I could have a nap now. But I thought, no, because if I do, the Eagles are going to come out and they're going to score 30 points and we're going to get nailed. But no, I did sleep before at the end of the game, but it's when there was about two minutes left. It was just for the two-minute warning, and I was like, right, I can definitely go to sleep now. I'm going to sleep. This is fantastic. And uh, oh, what a beautiful, beautiful thing. Do you want me to Bye, guys. Do you want me to bring you off with the uh, the six drive results for the Cowboys in the first half? Touchdown, 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 punt, touchdown, field goal, field goal. (laughs) Only one one missed drive out of six in an entire half of football. That's twice in 20 minutes, lads. Ask my ex, that never happens. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Right, guys, on that, um, I did put the questions up in the Cowboys Nation UK group. Um, and also, uh, we have got a Twitter, um, and it's easiest for us to see, uh, you know, to know when people are asking us questions and stuff on Twitter. So if you are listening to this podcast and you are interested, um, it is at 10 Cowboys on Twitter. That's a capital T and a capital C. Um, if you're in the Cowboys Nation UK group on Facebook, um, you will see us posting there. But obviously, if you don't see us posting there and you want to get a question to us, the easiest and most direct route for that is Twitter at 10 Cowboys, just because I get alert straight away knowing exactly it's for the group. Um, just to go through a few opinions on there, guys. Uh, first off, go with the players. Um, Jordan Lewis uh, mentioned quite a bit, as you mentioned him yourself. Um I think both Caleb and no, I like just one person mentioned him, but anyway, um, Jordan Lewis was getting mentioned on top of that as well. Um, Quinn and Van Der Esch, obviously they've been doing great. Also, little bit of a uh, little bit of injury worries during the game. Um, Quinn he came, came up out in the first half, didn't he? Yeah, I, I tell you what, Van Der Esch was also responsible for the Eagles touchdown, but he was sort of mismatched when he was uh, was it Dallas Goddard that took it or Ertz? I can't remember which one. Uh, but yeah, he was slightly mismatched when he was covering the touchdown for the Eagles. Yeah, but apart from that, Van Der Esch still had a he had a, he had a good game. I think he had one of his better games he's had so far. Obviously, until he till he got nailed. Um, he looked a bit more alive. He, he he looked a bit sleepy some of the earlier uh, games. Um, obviously, until someone sat on his neck. Um, Actually, uh, let's let's be real, real quick. The yep. only reason 
why Philly got that touchdown was two quasi-bullshit penalties. The first one, roughing the passer. Okay, maybe that one was legit. Maybe that one was. But the pass interference to keep the drive alive, get out of here. There was no pass interference. Now, I know that I I feel like the refs had to do something because they just knew that we were going to beat the hell out of them. So they had to kind of make it look like the game. But, I mean... I'm I'm that's, rel- that's my take. I'm reluctant to blame the refs, and I'm 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 sure that they did have their part uh, in getting things wrong, but from what we read, uh, Cowboys fans and Pat f- fans complain about referees is perpetuating a stereotype. So I'm not going to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and we have talked about referees and penalties. Every seat, every game, and this game we smashed it. And there was, you know, yeah, there was a couple early on, but. Um, you know, you're always going to get a couple in the game. And um, overall, yeah, that was... Uh, I'm still just... I feel like I'm on cloud nine. Um, if we... if Obviously, we've got a bye week coming up now, we lads. Um, and then I believe it's uh, straight into the Pats after that, which no, is going to be no. very... Oh, uh, have we, I messed up that? Yeah, we have the bye, then the Giants, um, oh, Vikings, Lions, Pats. There's a while for the Pats. Oh, why have I thought that? Okay, I've just I've completely got that wrong. All right, that was me being very special. Yeah, we got. The, uh, we're lucky actually. We 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 get we get we get everyone back, so we can beat the Giants. Uh, but then we've got the Vikings, Lions, meh, and then the Pats. Whereas the Eagle, oh. whereas the Eagles, who are our eva- uh, uh, problem in the division, have got the Bills, Bears, then the Bye, then the Pats, then the Seahawks. There we go. That's what. I've got confused. I knew I'd seen somewhere that it was a bye week, then the Pats, and for some reason I was looking at the Eagles. I've just got confused there. Ah, yeah. Well, well, that case said, uh, forget mentioning that. Um, we've got a bye week, then we've got the Giants. Basically, we've got two bye weeks, lads. Well, that sounds fantastic. <laughs> no, we thought, the Jet- uh, we thought the Jets was a bye week. Easy now. Easy now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, no, but, yeah, but not at any point did we say the Jets don't have a decent defence. That's true. Okay? That's true. <laughs> say that though um, we can't really say anything after the Pats absolutely annihilated them so moving swiftly on guys (laughs) in this bye week obviously there's a few things to work on Um, what we have experienced today uh, for anyone who doesn't know is uh, the two 7-0 teams um, are absolutely you know going on and trying to make Super Bowl plans the Pats have just gone for Sanu from the Falcons, which for a, I think it's for a second round pick as well, which is an absolute steal. Um, and then the man, that, the man that we mentioned last week, Billy's random favourite player that I never thought was coming up, Emmanuel Sanders, has just been picked up to go to the 49ers. Um, which brings up the question, are the Cowboys lacking any spaces, guys? And if so... Where would you like to fill and anybody you'd like to fill the spot? We're going to build first on this one. What are you thinking? Well, first of all, Sanu wasn't a steal. A second round pick for Sanu. I imagine there's going to be some players better, maybe not NFL ready yet, but better players that, to go into it. They're just desperate, the Patriots. For, they haven't got any wide receivers. Manuel Sanders, he's going to make a big change, but he's a rental at the 49ers. 
Uh, he'll go into free agency this year, I think. My choice for this one, um, no, a tackle, defensive tackle. I think um, Malik Collins just hasn't been great compared to everyone else. We have, like I said earlier, we've managed to get the edges, but we're not sort of bull rushing in the middle. Yeah. Um, Tristan Hill was picked second round last last year. We've not really heard him. He should hopefully get some snaps with um, uh, I can't, Jack Crawford's out, isn't it? Jack Crawford? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so my my pick of this one is with their season pretty much over and they're buried. Geno Atkins, make a play. Go for Geno Atkins. I think I think we can afford him. I think he'd make a huge change. Fair enough, he's old. That means he wouldn't be too expensive. And I think we could. Um, I think I think he would make a huge change to that uh, to that front seven, and make the difference. We would have someone plowing in while we have Lawrence and Co going around the outside. I think that's where we we need someone. I think we're covered everywhere else. I, I, I'm going to reach really deep down into the bag and bring somebody out of retirement, and it's not Flo Zell Adams <laughs> this week. I'm going with Greg Hardy. You guys remember Greg Hardy? I remember Greg Hardy. Yes. Beating the shit out of players. Now he's in the MMA. And women. And women. <laughs> <laughs> well, you had to mention that. I mean... <laughs> But I feel like he'd be a, a nice addition to the defense, just for maybe a game or two. When we have a, you know, somebody goes down, one of our front linemen, bring Greg Hardy in. He'll throw a couple punches, knock some people out, take out their main offensive line, whatever needs to be done. He'll get ejected from the game. But you know what? It's a band-aid that we fix, and you just use him for a game. Reaching deep down to the bag to pick up players like Greg Hardy. Shout out. You know yeah. It'd be nice to have a player like that. They can obviously beat players up um, in teams like the Vikings and then can beat women up in teams like the Eagles and the Giants. So, agreed. I think that would be fantastic. You, remi- um, <laughs> you, you reminded me of one of my favourite Cowboys, who's, who's uh, Randy Gregory, who's, who's off on suspension for substance issues um, and who got tired. He got tired with the same brush because of the Greg Hardy thing. Randy Gregory has huge panic attacks when, in all situations, he was given defensive player of the game and had a panic attack in the locker room. The reason he's having all these substance issues is because he uses marijuana as a as a coping mechanism, so he says, yeah. allegedly. Um, and when Randy Gregory was in last year, what a what a what a player! He was he was explosive on that line, and getting him back, if we could sort of, you know, if the league can can maybe look at their uh, their rules regarding that sort of stuff a little bit a little bit deeper, then you know, getting him back would be a huge change. Jerry Jones is actually on the board. Jerry Jones is on the board to make marijuana use almost acceptable. For the so it's not being punishable like it is right now in the NFL. He's I saw a, a some sort of brief story about it, but he's on a board of some sort of directors to allow players to use marijuana. Now you might want to check this. I was you know might want to look at Snopes. I'm not sure how accurate that story is, but I did see a, a 
a small story about that. I can see that happening. I think I think the the problem with the league is all these players are injured pretty much after every game, and without you know something, they just end they'll end they'll end up on opiates, because you know, the doctors the doctors there are, are basically team doctors. They are get fixed, get back on the field. Oh, it's broken. Yeah, but if you can't feel the pain, then you can still run on it. <laughs> yeah. And they, I'd, I'd... There was a shocking story. Um, I think it was Nate, Nate Jackson wrote a book. Um, and there was a shocking story about players who, when he got put on the injury list, players would tap him up knowing that he would be getting prescription medicine on the off chance that he had any spare because they've become <laughs> addicted to it. And apparently it's, yeah. it's, at, at that time of Nate Jackson, when he played for Denver, that, that was quite a huge thing. No way. Anyway, yeah, I like what, you know. What's your what's your uh, off season pick, Ben? Uh, <laughs> oh, hang on, hang on. Before we get that though, the one thing I just want to say on the old marijuana players, um, you do notice that in the states where it is legal, you don't ever hear this problem, but in the states where it's illegal, you regularly hear this problem. And I think that's the main thing is whilst there might be an NFL law, some coaches give more of a shit than the others. And I think that's basically where it comes down to it. Oh, um, absolutely. And, you know, at the end of the day, if you're playing good football, I mean, they, they kick off about this, but, you know, they and they've got strong rules on this. They haven't got strong rules as we know and as other teams know on domestic abuse. They haven't got strong rules on many other things. Um, you know, Michael Vick can can come back straight away after killing loads of innocent animals um, and serving a little bit of jail time. But uh, Randy Gregory smokes a bit a bit of a doobie and he's got to stay away. Uh, you know, I mean, if if they've if they've got young players who aren't quite twenty one having a few pints, are they getting pulled off? I sincerely doubt it. I imagine um, these are professional po- footballers; they're getting pulled off every night. <laughs> <laughs> Tell that. Against Manziel did it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Johnny, we love you. Right on to me, and. Um, uh, my pick is we don't actually need anybody um, until injury strikes. Um, so what I'd probably do is I'd probably look at, you know, obviously I'm not in the backroom staff, but I'd probably look at who, you know, what, 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 our, if someone goes down, what's our biggest problem? Maybe the tackles. Do you know what I mean? Maybe start looking to get some decent uh, tackles. Because uh, as someone mentioned on Facebook as well, um, there's quite a big drop off from our tackles as we've seen, um, and having them back that made a big difference. Uh, but that's what I'd probably do. I'd probably I'd bring in people that you know would would, would be a, a better solid backup than a backup choice we've got. Um, so that way you don't got got to spend too much money, um, and there's probably a little bit more on free agency out there and available. Um, but 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 actually going for a position or a player. There's nobody sticking out. I mean, you know, yeah, of course, we'd all like, you know, Julio Jones, Tom Brady, blah, 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 in, in Dreamland. But realistically, right now, if uh, there's no player that's out there that I would want to go and get and I would want to put in our team other than anyone that we've got starting um, offensively. And, um, and 
after the performance, I'm going to say defensively as well. For the moment, I'm happy with how we're doing. As long as we keep gelling and we keep fighting, um, I just think we need to cover the potential injury injuries ahead. Um, yeah. And yeah, that's where I am. You know where? Uh, you know what I think would have been great last week <clears throat> is if DLI got his wish and wanted to have Doug Peterson out on the field. I would have paid good money to see that happen. Just to see Doug Peterson take a hard hit from Demarcus Lawrence. That would have been beautiful. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, to be fair, I'd like to see anyone at him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really too fussy if it's D-Law. Um, I mean, even if, even if it was an eight-year-old kid, I'd probably get a lot of enjoyment from him just being slapped. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the look on his face though after we smashed him. Oh, oh, I just I'd like to have just been stood in front of him twerking, being like, "Yeah, you like that, Daddy?" <laughs> <laughs> I think I think there's four losses in front of them as well, and then they've got to play the Dolphins after four losses. I, I think the Eagles oh. are done. <laughs> I hope you're right. I really hope you're right. The yeah. Dolphins might get lucky. They might beat the Eagles. Wouldn't that be a great headline? <laughs> oh, oh, please. I can't. Because the amount of shit I got where we lost to the Jets, if the Dolphins beat the Eagles, the Dolphins. and especially if the Dolphins haven't won a game up to that point, oh, uh, honestly, the, I think the, that's the third time this podcast. Thanks, guys. <laughs> the, the, there, is, there is no way, I'm going to say this now, there is no way the Dolphins are beating the Eagles. The only way the Dolphins will beat the Eagles is if the Eagles actually score it as many safeties as they can for the Dolphins because the Dolphins <laughs> aren't trying to score. Yeah, you're right. You are right. The Dolphins are a travesty. They're putting actual people into a sport that is... Shortens everyone's career by a long shot. There's a potential for huge injuries, and these players have to go out knowing that their head coach and their ownership don't want them there, but they want them to be as terrible as possible so that they can get someone else there that's better. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But, but do you truly think they're going to go 0 16? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think what they'll do is there'll be a point where they'll go right. We've got it now. We're number one pick. Um, we've we've they've put them put all the hopes on Tua. You know they they definitely need Tua. The reason they need Tua is because they got rid of Laramie Tunsil, and the reason they got rid of Laramie Tunsil for two picks that even Laramie Tunsil apparently walked into the coach's room and said, "What'd you get from me?" And they went two first round picks. He said, "Yeah, I'd have done that too." Um, <laughs> The reason why they got rid of such a good left tackle is because Tua, I didn't know this, is a left-hander. So you don't need your left tackle as much as you need a right tackle. It's They've sold out their entire season just for one man. But they have another two picks if it goes wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and another three yeah. the year after. Yeah. Oh, have you guys noticed this? But every time the Cowboys beat a team, they're not that great of a team they just beat. It doesn't matter. They could literally beat the Patriots. And they're like, oh, the Patriots really weren't that good. They haven't played anybody until they played the Cowboys anyway. That would be yeah. some sort – I've just noticed this, like, throughout the year. It, it doesn't matter who they beat. As long, when the Cowboys beat them, the team just sucks. They were never that great. I'm not oh, sure no. you guys noticed that. Yeah, no, everyone just loves to hate us. That's it. That's it. We are the team that everyone loves to hate. 
If you're not a Cowboys fan, you hate the Cowboys fan. There's very few non-Cowboys fans who go, oh, I like for the Cowboys, I root for the Cowboys. You get that from other teams. Do you know what I mean? I say root for, but do you know what I mean? Like, you know, we've all got teams that were like, well, you know, I'd never cheer them against the Cowboys, but oh, if they're going, I hope they beat them. Do you know what I mean? We've all got the one, two teams that you've got a slight soft sport for. You'd never buy a jersey, but for some reason, whether you like a few players or you like the coaches, there's always the odd team you've got a bit of soft spot for. Nobody who isn't a Cowboys fan has the Cowboys, and that's just where we are. We're, we're in, you know, by accident for being over here when I got into it and not knowing the game. I picked Man United. I picked Chelsea. You know, whatever you want to think. Man City now, probably. Do you know what I mean? We, we've picked the team that everybody wants to, likes to hate. The team that used to be good and are now terrible. Uh, well, sorry, were and are now getting good again. Um, and we are <laughs> have that team and everyone hates us. Um, and it used to annoy me a little bit because I just wanted to be friends with everyone. Because over here, not a lot of people like the NFL. But now, now I'm into it, you know, and I've got a few NFL mates. And now when I meet people, I'm a Cowboys fan, and they go, oh, not the Cowboys. I go, <laughs> yeah, the fucking Dallas Cowboys. And we'll probably smash you. So off you jog, pal. Oh, wait, you're a Pats fan. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, talk to me about support, glory hunting, you absolute <laughs> belgium. Oh. Right, anyway, guys, on that note. Um, <laughs> moving swiftly on, um, Dak paying Dak. Yes, that was the question going into the season. Does he need to be paid? I don't know where you guys stand on this. I've always thought he deserves to be paid because you know he's on his fourth year now, and we've paid him pretty much sweet FA. I, I think he we must pay him. 30 to 40 mil now. What are you guys saying? I'm thinking he'll get... I think we'll be able to give him less, like 32, 31, because he has more endorsements than any other team, than any other player in the NFL. He'll probably make $50 million a year off endorsements without even an NFL contract. So that's almost all bonus for him. So he yeah. can take $30 million and be happy with it. And I can see him being almost like a team player because he seems like such a leader where he'll take a team pay cut, kind of like a Brady almost. And I really feel that he's just a good guy where he he's always been a backup. Like, he only got found because 20 Romo got, got injured. He only got found in college because the lead quarterback got injured. And I think he's humble enough to accept how lucky he is with the skill set he has and the team he's playing for. I mean, every, t- every player coming out of college wants to play for the Cowboys or the Patriots. And I, I think he realizes how fortunate he is. And he, unless he goes out and wins a Super Bowl, I don't. I think he, even if he does win a Super Bowl this year, I think he's still we still give him thirty three, thirty four million. But if you think we give him at thirty two to thirty four, um, what do you think he's worth? I would think he's worth thirty five, thirty six. Well, over over how many years? Oh, I would say, you know, give him the, you know, potentially give him the biggest contract, but extend it out like you did with Zeke. Don't yeah. give it to him in four years. Make him work five or six. Then he can still be the highest, the highest contract the NFL has ever seen. But that makes him a lifer for the Cowboys also. I think, I think saying how much is he worth is, is, is sort of a strange question at the moment. This year is well, the last two years has been ridiculous for quarterbacks. It seems that, you know, if if Nate Peterson came up and, and, and 
his his contract was up. Someone to pay him thirty five million because he's a quarterback. <laughs> to be fair, no one to pay no one to pay him five. They wouldn't get five dollars at uh, McDonald's at the moment. But um, you well, know, complete man. Oh yeah. Well. <laughs> But it, it just seems, I think, after the Kirk Cousin debacle at, at Washington, where franchise tag and franchise tag and franchise tag are making the highest-paid quarterback by accident, I think that just sort of set the market. I also do think that the way they're getting paid, something's coming along in the um, in the uh, CBA agreement next year, where yeah. quarterbacks don't get put on the salary cap just as, as much as, as everyone else. I think that needs to be. I don't I don't think Russell Watson Russell Wilson is sort of twelve percent of Seahawks. Um <laughs> sorry. Uh, Russell Watson Russell is, Watson, yeah. Uh, is, is, is a Welsh singer and I'm now just imagining him throwing for the Seahawks. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> they'd pay they'd pay him thirty million too. I think um you know if 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 there's a da- there's a dangerous precedent where everyone is just getting paid the highest amount because they're the next person in line, whether they're worth it or not. M- myself, I'm going to jump in. Dak, I do believe, is worth paying. I don't think he's worth 35, 36, and I also agree with you that he'll take a he'll take a cut to play for the Cowboys. He seems quite level-headed. I think give him 30 million. He he understands that. You know, people, he needs people around him to, uh, to 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 make that team contender. You know, I, I, I've got to say to both of you, I disagree with both of you. Um, I do think we should pay him, but I think we should pay him a lot more. Um, I think we should pay him 40 over four. And let me explain. What? Let me explain. Let me explain why. That makes he would be the highest paid quarterback of all time. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah, he, he wins the Super Bowl, maybe. Yeah. Give yeah, give him that then. Yeah. Go on, do it. Go on. Yeah, no, let me tell you why. Two reasons. Reason number one is the Cowboys, Dallas fucking Cowboys. He's the quarterback of the Dallas fucking Cowboys. He does well, he gets criticized. He does badly, he gets criticized. Anything good he does. It's because of Zeke. It's because of the O-line. It's because of somebody else. He's constantly given shit by everybody on the absolute planet, and he's constantly told he is crap. He is probably, for one of the, statistically, one of the better quarterbacks um, of the last four years, you know, that's carried on playing. Um, He is constantly giving shit, and he still turns up, and he smashes it out. Yes, he has bad games. Of course he does. But he comes up. He's always fighting. He's grit down. He's smashing it out. And he's been doing that for two million a year for four years with no guarantee that he might just get dropped off. And he's still coming out and smashing it. If we pay him 40 million for the next four years, that means it's been about 11 million a year for eight years. And if he can play with the same passion and anger and grit and fight as he has been for the last four years, for the next four years, I think that's worth 11 million a year every fucking time. And that is why I think he should be paid at least 30. I'd happily give him 40 for four with paying out with his rookie contract. I think the guys earned it. But, hey, if he get, but if we give him 40, how are we going to pay Coop? How, how are we going to play Byron Jones? I agree with your sentiment. He needs to be paid. You know, he, 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 
he was basically paying for like $725,000, which is apparently nothing. Um, and yeah, he needs to be paid. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wish I was only paid seven hundred and twenty thousand. Exactly, my, my, my heart does bleed a little bit. Um, yeah, but, I'd take that over five years. And I mean that. I'd take that right now. <laughs> so, so yeah, I understand that. Yeah, he has been massively undervalued. We got a bargain. That's what the draft is. You get a bargain in the draft. That's good drafting. That's well done to the Cowboys. Tip your hat. Go off. Pay him thirty million. He's he's level-headed. He can take the uh, the grief anyway because he knows he, he's self-confident. If he wasn't, he wouldn't be the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And yep. uh, and yeah, we we save that ten million extra that you're gonna pay him for <laughs> for Coop for Byron Jones. Hell, go and get Geno Atkins now. <laughs> <laughs> I won't let me let me just backpedal a little bit off what I said. You know, with Dak, he doesn't have any off-field issues. He's not Zeke pulling out boobs at the bar. He's not going to parades and acting like Gronkowski. He's a pretty level-headed guy. So he's not a liability off the field. I agree. I agree. He his value, I think, a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think he is a Jerry favorite because of stuff like that. I think yeah. there there has been too many of those characters in the Cowboys camp for um, over the few years, and to have a quarterback who's level-headed and respected the way Dak is amongst the team, I think yeah, but not forty million. That's just crazy talk. Yeah, well, see, I I agree now having Zeke's contract, but I think we paid Zeke too much money. I think Zeke's brilliant, but I don't think he should have been paid that much money. And I think the money that we could have saved on Zeke, I wanted to keep Zeke, obviously, but um, I'd have I'd have rather paid I paid Dak over Zeke um, for several reasons, including what you're talking off field, you know, and not only is Zeke a little drama queen, but statistically, you drop off as a running back after four years. Statistically, you do. And um, yeah, I mean, but then obviously that's all gone. We paid Zeke, and now now the question about Dak. But for me personally, before the season started, I'd have finalised Dak. I'd have finalised, um, and then I, and then I'd have gone into Zeke. And uh, obviously, you know, I want Zeke. I want to keep Zeke. But um, but anyway, that that's a long time ago. But that was just that's just, that's just me personally, and that's just my view. And I'm aware that I'm I'm pretty much alone on that. Here's what's uh, going to happen: We're after we win a few Super Bowls, when Zeke's contract's up. We're going to do the blockbuster Herschel Walker trade that we did to the Minnesota Vikings. Mm-hmm. And they will get him, and he'll, he'll, he'll be all right. But we'll get all their, we'll get all their picks. I'd be game for that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I love your confidence there. When we've won a couple Super Bowls. <laughs> <laughs> I... I, I believe oh, Jerry's definitely all in, but I don't think he's 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 yeah. There's, I I when you I like Dave Damashek's reasoning. When you're supposed to win that year, give it one more year, and I think we'll 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 make a good run for it this year. But next year is our year. You see, yeah, yeah. You see, I said that last season, and then obviously we've had a bit of a bit, bit of an off start, but. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Right, guys. Um, time is coming on. We've talked about pretty much everything that we were going to talk about. Um, 
That has been a fairly clean episode for us, I think. Oh no, hang on, no, I did just three times. So technically, no, 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 we're still keeping, we're still keeping this the general sentiment going. Um, but absolute pleasure as always, Bill. Absolute pleasure, to Robert. And um, next week, obviously, it's a bye week, so we will be talking about the upcoming Giants game. There you go. I got that right at least once this podcast. Um, and we will um, be talking about anything that's happened. Um, there's a good chance that not a lot has happened. So if it hasn't, um, we will be coming up with uh, some sort of, uh, well, you know what? I'm not going to say anything. You'll just have to listen next week and find out. We're going to you know, talk about our favorite cereal for breakfast, nonetheless. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to try not to mention the Patriots at all. You know what? Actually, that's a game. That's a game. The first, right, we'll do this right now. The first one of us to mention Tom Brady or the Patriots in any way other than talking about a game, you know, normally, any sort of anger or bitterness, uh, oh, what's going to have to do? Has to, hmm. See, we don't live near each other, so you can't buy a round. <laughs> just, I'd say just buy a round. Hmm. Hmm. I'm gonna have to come up with that, but there's got to be a forfeit. Let's let's uh, let's put that out to Twitter. Let's see if uh, some of the people out there could come up with ideas. That might be risky. Actually, no, that could be risky. (laughs) 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 What am I thinking? What am I thinking? Allowing the internet to choose something. <laughs> oh, to be fair, I'm not sure we're going to have a, have enough listeners for this to be a problem. But let's put it to the test. I'm going to get if my mum to do Facebook it. On the uh, the Cowboys Nation UK group, um, then get in contact with us. We're always commenting on there. But if you want to get something straight to us, please go on Twitter if you have Twitter at Ten Cowboys, capital T, capital C. If me or Bill. Possibly Robert, but I can't see it happening because he doesn't seem to hate them as much as we do. Um, if me or Bill mention the Patriots in a negative light, well, the first person to do it over the next few podcasts, what is the forfeit? Uh, please chuck it in, guys. Absolute pleasure. Thanks for listening. Thanks for having you both here. And uh, we'll speak, speak again soon. Peace out. Thanks, everybody. Thanks. Thanks.